0: Perguntas uh, se lembras perfeitamente o que dizia não me lembro de nada. É um narcisismo que deves
1: calcular no, no sair do jogo a chorar, chegas ao balde vês que a equipa está bem, vês que é possível ganhar, que eles em um momentos de, de passa 50 coisas
2: na cabeça. Para o turma, à direita! A turma atira! A bola do outro! Aê, GOOOOOO! Portugal! chuta, chuta, É, é, mas eu também, não é? Eu acho que foi fantástico, foi um momento fantástico. Eu, sinceramente, agora que vejo estas imagens, eu acho que cada vez mais, acho que foi um momento fantástico. É tão feliz, tão feliz, tão feliz. que Ele só me dizia, e só lembro-me ele só me dizia, já ganhámos, já ganhámos, e ainda não acabou, ainda não acabou, larga-me da mão e tal. Ele dizia, já ganhámos. Eu acho fantástico, acho um momento soberbo, sinceramente. Somos campeões da Europa contra tudo e contra todos, Foi o nosso to Foi aquilo que esperávamos. Foi por aquilo que trouxemos.
3: Good evening, gentlemen. How are we?
1: Good pretty good, pretty
3: good. Good. We are episode two of our Euro. What's
1: going on? Special. Kenny's frozen. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, Wednesday, June sixteenth. Sixteenth. A day after Portugal uh, claimed their first win uh, in the Euro uh, against Hungary, we will talk about a few different things today. We got Hungary zero, Portugal three. Oh, Kenny left us. He'll be back. Um, we will talk about the recap of the game, what we thought, the lineup, substitutions, MVP. I'm, I know that everyone had a, ver- a variety of different opinions in regards to how that game played out and the decisions and the substitutions, etc. cetera. Um, we'll talk about match day one, not just in our group, but in the tournament. Any teams that surprised you for the better, where you thought they were going to be worse, any teams that you thought were going to be better and turned out to not be so good. Um, We'll look ahead to Portugal, Germany on Saturday, and then we will also uh, make our predictions and look at the standings in the Prediction League, uh, which some of us are doing good and others are not doing so good. So we'll look at that. Um, Just a few comments here. Jonathan saying, congrats, Billy. Oh, yeah, I forgot. This is Billy's first post-marriage podcast. How are you feeling?
0: Tired.
2: Good. <laughs> Congrats, Billy. Thanks, <laughs> Bush.
3: Mikey, Mikey DeCastro jumping in the comments from uh, Four Seasons um, Landscape and Hardscape. Don't forget, sponsor the podcast. Don't forget to follow them. He Thanks. loved
2: it. Hey, by the way, he loved the shout out last week. <laughs> I'm
3: glad he did. Um, and also, can't forget Exotic Dream Rental, um, also on Facebook, one of our sponsors. So check them out. Oscar's joining us in the comments from the airport. He's about to jump on a flight. So. He's not able to join us, so let's let's dig right in. Hungry zero Portugal three, match day one of our group. I think we can all agree it was the, on paper, the easiest match for us, and probably the best one to start with. Uh, We had uh, a difficult time to break them down. A lot of frustration. Um, Looking at the stats, um, Portugal had eleven attempts four shots off target, seven shots on target, um, six corners against zero, two offsides for Hungary, one uh, for Portugal. Kenny's struggling over here. Um, Possession-wise, I believe it was, let me just bring it up here, 66% possession for Portugal, 34% possession for Hungary. Hungary had three shots on target, um, five shots in total. Uh, A game that was incredibly frustrating. I know that we all had different opinions in terms of starting eleven. So, Paul, I'm going to start with you. Um, Give me your thoughts on the lineup, the way the match played out, what you thought, uh, the outcome, and I'll ask this to everyone. um, Jay, uh, not this Jay, Jay Silva, the other friend of ours, Jay, he was constantly saying that we were going to SMASH, um, and even though we came up with a 3-0 win, he still considers the fact, he still thinks that we smashed in this game. I have a different opinion, uh, so I'll get yours. So kind of uh, give me a, give me your analysis of all this.
1: All right, so for the starting lineup, the only thing I hated was having Danilo and William in the midfield. There's no point to having two Trinkos in this game, especially against Hungary. And <clears throat> it was clear as day, once Renato came in, For William, how much different the game was. Even though it was ten minutes, you noticed it right away. Um, But with that said, in the first half, we did dominate Hungary, and we had chances to score. So I wouldn't say that we had trouble breaking them down. They did contain the middle very well, but Jota essentially took two goals away. The first one he was selfish. Second one he took away because he just it like landed on his foot, took it from Bruno, and then Ronaldo missed. I know it's like a hard ball because it's coming like through through a player, but he missed the sitter. So we could have easily been up 2 3 nothing at half. Um, and I think we played well in the, in the first half, even though um, what I saw that I hated was it was almost like we were playing a 4-2-4 four, four, where William and um, Danilo were in the middle and Bruno was playing like alongside Ronaldo up top. And then you saw William going off to the wing, crossing in balls. Like, that cannot happen. So as far as the lineup, I would actually, and just based on, on how Ronaldo came in, I would actually start Ronaldo over William there and keep the rest the same. I was fine with, with the rest of the lineup. Um, and, and like I said, we, we, I think we dominated first half. Second half, I don't know if they just figured it out, but we were having a lot of trouble breaking through. And I think a lot of that was because we didn't have that number 10 to come get the ball. Essentially, we were going up the middle and then having to dish it out to the wings, and they just blocked us well. Um, so the substitutions should have came earlier. I think if he brings in Renato around like the 60th minute, um, we we dominate the second half just like we did the first and win this game comfortably. Um, and Rafa coming in for Bernardo did help too because he brought a lot of speed. He he came in kind of guns blazing too. He played well, was involved in all three goals. So uh, it was a great sub there. But I just think he should have he brought in Renato sooner. I think all of us in the group thought the same thing. It, it was clear that we needed a substitution and he didn't do it. So it worries me because I think against Germany and France, he will start those two guys again because he's going to be defensive. Just That's just the way he is. And it's going to end up screwing us because I, I feel unless, unless they don't find one and we just contain, contain, contain and get like a counterattack goal, uh, the next two games are not going to be fun to watch for us because we just benefited that Hungary's is not a strong team. That's why it wasn't as stressful just finding the goal was because we only got in the last 10 minutes. Um, so that's kind of my recap of the game. Um, the whole smashing thing, I honestly think just the way you interpret the word um, – Winning 3 nothing is, is a comfortable win, but the reason why it wasn't a comfortable one for us because we only scored in the last 10 minutes. Um, but we, I would say the word dominate is better. We dominated Hungary, where I was never really worried in the first half at least. Second half, I did get a little worried just because they did score. It was slightly offside, and they, they were finding space. Um, and then once the subs came in, though, you saw Bruno dropped back, too. Bruno was involved. He was like sending through balls after. He was further down in the pitch. He wasn't standing up near Ronaldo. And that sub changed the whole game for me. Um, even though it's 10 minutes, it was noticeable. And we got three goals in, in 10 minutes. So that's really it.
3: Yeah, I agree. Jonathan says in the comments, welcome back, Kenny. Jonathan says two defensive mids is overkill. Um, I think we all agreed. If there was a game that we shouldn't have played with two central defensive midfielders or two more defensive-minded midfielders, it was this one of the three games in the group, at least in my opinion. Um, it was a game that I think we anticipated having the ball more than not um, being on the front foot more than not and I, I just felt like having those two defensive minded players there in in some ways kind of limited our ability to break in between lines and create some problems going forward um, Giuseppe Berto on Twitter says Giotto was bad I didn't think he had a great game um I think he had some bad passes. He had some lazy moments. Uh, I'm sure. I just if... go ahead.
1: I just think the the starting of those two Trincos kind of messed with everyone's game. It wasn't like the way they normally play. And because Bruno, I think, was not even there for ha- for most of the game until they bring it or not. and then he started coming down and, and started getting more involved. Like I don't think I saw Bruno in the ten spot for what 75 minutes until yep. they finally made that sub.
3: Yeah, Oscar says it's Bruno not in the ten. I think he. Yeah, can he's be. supposed to be. I just yeah. it didn't operate well, uh, Paul. This one might be directed to you since you were the first one that spoke. Hope you're wrong because Germany's backline struggles with pace, especially pace by wide attacking. Thoughts on that?
1: Um. So I'm so he's saying that we should we should attack on on the ends, basically. I'm assuming. So I, I think
0: I'm fine with us doing that, but the problem, it, like with the lineup we just played with, it doesn't work right because Ronaldo gets dragged out wide and then we're crossing balls into who? Xhata and Bernardo Silva? Like, it doesn't work. If, if we're going to kind of go that tactic where we're going to be launching balls into the box, we need yes, either Ronaldo to stay central or Andres Silva to be that central, like, piece.
1: Yeah, I think I think we should just play the way we know how to play. Um, and I know that we, we did start two trinkos in the, the World Cup and the Euro Cup some games, and... It does help when you're facing a team like France. Um, but I i hope he starts for not the next game. I don't see it happening. And something that I noticed too, and I don't know if this is, but I feel like he's very cautious on bringing in new players to a tournament because even with all the subs, everyone that played the first game, even though it was the easiest game we should have, none of them were new to the CLSL. Everyone had played before. And just, I know that they're sparking pieces, but that aside, like, uh, Pellini didn't see the field, Nuno Mins, or Bot And even – he made, like, last subs at the end where he brought in Motinho and other guys. Um I just thought he could have just brought them in to get their feet wet in this game because now I agree with what Oscar said. Those guys, if they're not coming in on this game, they're not going to come in in later games when it's, like, a crucial – if 0-0 when you need a goal. So I don't know why he didn't bring anyone else
2: in. I, I think, like, personally, I think that we could critique – the starting eleven, but and I know that the subs they come in late, but I feel like the subs were the perfect subs. Uh, Fernando Santos played, made the subs. Maybe t- for us it was a little bit too late, but um, he made the perfect subs. Even I was, I said I made a comment on Twitter about um, not wanting Rafa to come in. I wanted Felix, but Rafa was the, to me the game changer with the two assists and drew the PK. I know Renato came in the middle of the field and just completely changed how we played in the middle as well. And I I just felt like Fernando Santos had a plan up his sleeve, and he, for us, we we, want to play a certain. We want Porto to play a certain way. We don't want to play with those five center uh, with those two center defensive mids. But in the end, it did pan out. It worked, Um, and I feel like it was kind of. He kind of put them there because the next two games, I feel like those two are going to be the starters against Germany and France. So they were probably trying to, I know, I get it. I understand. I, I would rather have Renato start, but there's no way in hell Fernando Santos is not going to start those two. No, you know, I agree Against with you. Germany or France.
1: My other thing is, I, I just... I don't agree with your take saying that it worked because we didn't score until they, he
2: switched it up. But so, the, but, it, but what I know, what it worked was the subs that he made. That's what I, worked. For sure, but... Too late. I mean, he made him too late.
1: We got
3: for frozen. us. Yeah.
2: For us, it was too late, and I agree with that. I completely agree. But at the end of the day, it worked out.
3: It did, thankfully. <laughs> um, yeah. Kenny, can you hear us fine? Can you see us fine?
2: Kid's struggling. I think he's frozen again. Oh man! Kenny's getting a laptop.
3: The weefy over there struggling today. Um, Jay, I'll go to you. Um, thoughts on your on the game lineup. Uh, performance. Um, and I'm just going to run through these, these comments and I'll bring them up on the screen. One for you, Jay is Oscar said, where the hell is it? Since Euro 2004, we have not won our first game other than 2008. So I think he went in with caution. Only thing I'd say is you should have made subs earlier. So just add that to your thought process. As you talk to us.
2: It's basically f- from for that. I completely agree with what Oscar is saying there. It, um, we we really don't have really good starts to these turn- tournaments overall. We either draw, we lose, or something happens. And I feel like that's where the two center defensive mids come, in, come into play because he didn't want to – the last thing he wanted to do was lose this game, period. Like, I don't think he – and William and – someone made a comment that William ran faster. Coming out as a sub than he did throughout the whole game. <laughs> that kind of made me laugh. That was pretty funny.
3: But he's not fast to begin with. No, so.
2: but I, I do like William to play playing as, as a Trinko there. And Danilo I thought Danilo was better than him in this game overall. But um, as far as far as that, I mean, as far as Oscar's take, I, I don't disagree with it. I feel like that's the reason why we played with the two center. center he just didn't want to lose this game. Period. We take the tie kind of play game by game like he did in the last year. I feel like that's how we played in the last year, just game by game. And like like Mikey's saying Renato could be our that sub that kind of comes in and sparks it but in kind of agree with Paul instead of bringing him in the 80th minute, bring him in the 60th so we give that kid like a half an hour to play and kind of help us turn the game around. Um as far as the starting 11, I obviously I would rather have Renato in there instead of I would say instead of William, just the way that because of the way he played. But I actually in my starting eleven I had William starting and Danilo on the bench. So, I mean either way I, I feel like you can't go wrong with either one of those two playing back there. Um, I thought I thought our wings played pretty bad. I thought Bernardo was lost. I thought he didn't have his best game and and. I thought he played awful. Uh, he wasn't. Him and Bruno Fernandes weren't like non-existent in the first half for me. I know people said that Jota didn't play that well, but Jota's the one that actually put some balls on target. Um, made the goalie made a couple saves. At least he was able to do that. Ronaldo missing the sitter. Uh, like you guys could say, he got deflected or not. It's our that's our world-class player. He needs to bury that. Um, regardless if it got deflected or not, we always we see Ronaldo do ridiculous things. So it's missing a sitter like that. I know he was probably more frustrated with himself more than anything. But that kind of I was screaming at my TV for that one for a little bit. Weren't we all? <laughs> yeah. Um I, I to me the biggest surprise was the office club, and I'm just really happy that it panned out. Like everyone like I saw Brandon wrote something about um Joan Felix needs to come and play. Yep. If Rafa can bring that energy that he did, then you bring, Then I don't know if Felix – I mean, I, I, I'm i a big Felix guy too, but if Rafa played like the way he did, which I don't – we've seen Rafa play, but maybe this was a game for him because maybe Fernando Santos saw something on that on that side that the guy was gassed or something and just used some speed to go around him. But Rafa played outstanding um, ever since he came in. Um, and I'm actually happy that was the first sub that we did. Was to take Bernardo out, which is tough to do. But to me, Bernardo was lost in this game. He he wasn't up to his his, his ability.
0: At least that's what I thought. Yeah. We'll
3: see the the problem. The, the,
0: the problem with having Bernardo <laughs> out wide is like he doesn't have the pace to like get in behind and get to the touchline and get across and right. He's not gonna. He's not gonna get to the touchline and get across and he's gonna cut back. Try to come central and try to be that playmaker that's going to find that like through ball or, or play that killer pass in, um, and having him out wide, I feel like it's like a waste, right? Because he, he wants to naturally come in, and in games like this where Hungary literally had five, six guys pack in that center, the center of the field, he's just cutting in into traffic and and he's getting lost.
3: Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't. I prefer to see him in a central role, not wide. Um, it works for City, but they have a different philosophy, different style of play, um, different weapons around him. Not to say that we don't have good weapons either, but I think it's just a different approach. Um, Bill, I'll come to you and then just read some of these comments for the people listening and not watching after the fact. Brandon says Felix needs to play. Um, Mikey says Motini should start. And then Giuseppe says uh, I don't think... Fernando Santos has much faith in Jean-Felix. What's your take on that?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily believe that. Like he's throughout qualifying Felix played regularly. Like started almost I'd say 90% of the qualification games, right? For whatever reason he didn't start this game, I was a little surprised he wasn't the first sub in. You 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 would think a game like this where there's not much space, you got to work in tight little areas. Um, someone that has his abilities—that's that, quick on the ball. Uh, he's gifted. You—you you think this should be a perfect game for him? Didn't come in. Rafa worked. Uh, Fernando Santos saw something there, like Tank said. Um, it worked, um, but I was—I was a bit surprised that he didn't. He wasn't the first sub to come in. But i, I don't think he doesn't have faith in him. I, I just think he must have seen something in in how Hungary was playing, and he thought maybe. Um, you know, Rafa's pace was was the differential there, in, in him coming in and not and not Felix. Um, and, and overall in the game, I, I think Paul and and Jason uh, covered it. I mean, for me, the only the only question I had in the, in the lineup was playing with the two Trincos. I would have played uh, Renato there, but um, I think Mike brought up Motinho. I, again, I would have been fine with either of them. I think they those two type of players give you something that. Neither William or Danilo Ken um, going forward. They just they just give you a whole another element. Um, other than that, the result is what we wanted, but the performance, in my opinion, wasn't. Uh, I was not happy with the performance. Eighty minutes zero zero against Hungary is not what you want to be seeing in your first uh, game as defending champs. Right, you you want to come out firing. Everything could have changed if we had gotten one or two in the first half, right? Like that, that that could have changed the game completely. But we didn't, um, and it. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't happy with the performance. I'm happy with the result. I'll take the three, the three nil win. Um, but there was a, a lot, a lot more I wanted to see out of this team.
2: It was just sloppy play overall. Like even some like short passes, and like I saw from the shot that even. Like, yeah. I read a thing that Nelson Smith was like 92% accuracy on passes, which I was like – I saw him make some stupid-ass passes too. I'm just like mind-blowing. Like even like the simplest one-touch pass, they were fucking up on, and they were hungry. It was going on a counterattack. I'm just like, what the fuck's going on? It, it was just very sloppy overall. And yeah. I I will say Dan- Danilo in the middle, I thought he was outstanding. Like um, William, William helped out a lot, but Danilo was – was crazy, like he was crazy good. Like,
1: so I, I definitely, I agree with you, Tank. But I think the reason why William wasn't as solid as Danilo is because he was. You, I saw him pushing up a lot, trying to fill in that gap. So he was playing out of position for most of the yeah. game. Danilo um, was the
0: William was the one yeah. kind of trying to go forward, and it doesn't right. work.
1: And and I agree, Danilo. To me, when we get to MVP, Danilo had a monster game. He yeah. killed it. But um, I just think William was playing out of position a lot, and and that's why he didn't. Make as many tackles or look as solid as Danilo.
2: Well, I, it, you're, you're right on that. I he Porto was trying to push up, and Danilo was one that stayed back, and he and William was the one that kind of got moved up forward, and that's where you could see. That's probably why we're we're saying like, dude, like someone wrote like he's like a like a cone, like he, <laughs> traffic cone. He just sits there, like he doesn't move that well when he gets the ball. That's why we like like Paulie. Like I'm going back to what Paul said. Like Renato probably should have came in in the 55th or 60th minute. Just to, like, cause like you saw that play that we got the PK. The guy's a fucking freight train, dude. He just fucking got yeah. the ball and seal later. He just fucking went right up the field, no 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 problem. And he, with the with the with the, with that run, you got fucking Rafa drawing a PK. Which I mean, people would say it was a little soft, but we'll take it. it soft, I, yeah, it soft.
1: But and and to that point too, that's I'm not I'm not surprised they didn't bring Felix in over those guys because both those guys came in and they like came mm-hmm. in guns blazing, like a lot of speed. A lot of, and then to me, Felix when he's on the field is so lazy. He doesn't bring that drive at all. So like, I feel like the subs he made were the big, most impactful. And Felix would have just been prancing around up top like like he usually does. Uh,
0: but I think, you, and I think like, Felix. Uh, that... Go ahead. Go ahead, Jason. No, you go ahead. I f- I think Felix like his style of play is more is more comparable to like Bernardo, right? Like he wants to get on the ball. He's going to chop deeper to get on it and kind of stay more central. Whereas Rafa is your. Like typical winger, he's gonna stay out wide. He's gonna try to get down the line and get like crosses in or, or try to cut in toward toward net. And Felix isn't, and I think that that is probably why uh, Rafa came in and not and not Felix.
2: And I was pretty much gonna say the same thing. The only thing I was just, I was gonna add is just like it, to me, it's just surprising. Like I think when we, when we said when we talked last week, we were all like. Is Rafa really gonna play that much, or is get and the motherfucker was the first sub
0: in the game? But I also think he gives <laughs> he like it. he's got he's got pace that like not there's not many players on our squad that have. You're right. He that that pace, yes. We've seen so it. We saw that, be, that's be, beneficial. We saw
2: him BeFika and the Duke when he gets the ball and he puts his head down. See you later. Like he's like he's like Mama <laughs>
3: <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome you need him. I will say I think we can all agree that. If we had to take a wager on who the first three subs would have been, Rafa probably wouldn't have been in our top three. I think we could probably agree that we would have thought he would have made other subs before Rafa. I was surprised (laughs) Rafa came in. Um, Given the way, how compact that game was, I didn't think it was going to work because there was no space in behind for Rafa to exploit. Um, fortunately, he was able to get on the ball and go at defenders, which was causing all sorts of havoc. That's the thing with Hafa, right? He either gives you the space in behind or he gives you the ability to just run at defenders. And out of 10 times, maybe four times it's successful and he'll create something. And those other six, right, he basically unbalances the team and you're fucked. But of those four times he succeeds, it causes all sorts of problems. And we witnessed that um, yesterday. Um, Oscar says here...
2: I was going to say that. Did you, did you guys even think that was a PK? I
0: didn't. I thought it was a very soft PK. He so gets like position
3: yeah. on him, and there's contact. Right? It's not like one of those yeah, like. Absolute, arm. But if yeah. he doesn't pull him back, he's he's in on goal, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like what you were about to mention with the red, like Oscar's comment. Like, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, Oscar's I don't know. If How is that
3: not a red? And the, the reason it wasn't a red, well, the way that I'm assuming it wasn't a red is, is FIFA changed the rule to eliminate the double penalty. So basically if you get a penalty and to give the team a red card is basically penalized twice. Um, the only time that you would get a red card and a penalty is if it's legit, like a hundred percent clear cut goal scoring opportunity. You could argue that that was a clear cut goal scoring opportunity. I mean, he's one V one with the goalie. He's about five yards out, but the ref didn't interpret it that way. I'm not entirely (laughs) bothered by it.
2: Um, we're just happy that we got it. <laughs> yeah. Got the cushion.
3: Kenny says, that's because for this game we didn't need to drink. So William was forced to play out of position against Germany and yeah. France. However, we may need to play with them because we won't have as much possession. Yeah. Oscar says, definitely PK pulls his arm back. And Mikey says, if it wasn't a red because Porto wasn't playing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think based on the, – well, the way I said it during the game is based on other non-PKs or PKs that weren't called in this tournament – it was a soft PK because and in like the league, that yeah. is a PK. He grabs them. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this year in the league, there was more PK pay, PK calls that were soft I'm, than any other year. I'm not so sure I'm like, a
0: yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I'm you a Rafa. Rafa played all season. Bailey got anything. He goes in the game fucking 15 minutes later, gets a PK for Portugal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I guess it was soft for the tournament, but I, I'll take it too. I mean, yeah.
3: I was going to ask you guys. So obviously everyone's high on, Renato, because of the way he came in, he came in guns blazing, blew the door down. Um, But the way I look at that play that gave the penalty is one of the things that worries me about him is that he's one of those players that comes in and works his balls off. He he chases the ball regardless of where it is. And I talked to Bill about it this weekend is sometimes his positional awareness and discipline lacks a lot. And I think that play that ended up giving the penalty uh, showed me a little bit of that. Why? Because, yes, he came in, he turned, he took that guy on, and then he took it a little bit too far, got lucky with the bounce, right? Able to turn and lay it off, and Rafa ended up making something out of it. But if he loses that ball in that first play, he completely unbalances the team, right? Because he took it a little bit too far. And playing in that position that he is, right, then the team has to compensate and recover for the positional, uh lack of positioning that he leaves and the gaps that he leaves um would but
2: you, i'm sorry but to that i would say that usually when he does lose the ball though he does hustle back he does but so, then
3: the, the other the rest of the team has to compensate for him right
2: but like i mean you're probably looking at like where the ball was you're probably looking at like four or five seconds of him trying to track back and kind of get back in position which i do understand what you're saying because he does Lose himself in the middle, like in the middle of the field, sometimes because he's trying to probably like he's like you said, he's the guy that tries to do so much. I've seen kind of I've seen a lot of Leo games this year, and he tends to do exactly what you said, where he pushes, pushes, and then he's trying to he's he loses the ball and he has to track back. But I every single time that that dude does lose the ball, he always he tracks back. He does, and he's a workaholic. So, yep.
3: um, all right. Let's start with our MVP. So, goal point ratings uh, for the game. Uh, Giuseppe jumped in here and says, "I can't see Santos not starting the William Danilo combo against Germany and France. I think we all agree on that, right?" Yeah. Yeah, but
0: I, what I was I was literally just thinking as Jason was talking, I I could see him starting both of them and Renato, the three in the, in the middle. Especially against France, right? Because you you get th- you get the two trincos and you get a workhorse in that in the middle of the park. I I, I, I could that. see I, I, I could see Bruno, something like that happen. I,
2: I don't think Bruno sits unless you're playing right. Bruno on the wing. But I don't I don't see it.
1: I just I don't and I don't think that it's going to be the same setup where is pretty much hanging out with the striker against Germany and France. We're not going to have all the space that we want, so he'll be back near the the. the we're going to probably be playing defense for a lot of the game, so he'll be back. And it, you won't see. That, I don't think you're going to see that massive gap between the Trinkos and our strikers.
2: And, and you're going to, and you're going to need Bruno for the counterattack, in my opinion, against these next two teams. You're going to need that kind of creative midfielder that can kind of put the ball in Ronaldo's feet and or make but a who's, ball.
0: Who's going to, who's going to get the ball forward? Like, right, you need someone from the midfield to be able to to get that ball going forward and make those penetrating runs. I don't see Bruno making those to like thirty yard runs with the ball. Penetrating down the middle of the field, I see him kind of getting the ball, laying it off, and wanting to get it when he's closer to the to the 18.
3: Well, we'll see. We'll talk about that game. Um, Just to catch up here on some of the comments, Oscar says Renato did start and play like that in Euro 16, and it worked. Fair. Um, Mikey says he prefers Motiniu to start, makes close to no mistakes in a game. It's hard to take the ball from him and holds possession better than any center mid we have. Not sure if you guys agree or disagree with that.
2: Uh, I, I mean, Motinu He the only thing that to me is I just don't see like if Motin comes yeah. in, it's gonna be Bruno Fernandes on the bench, and I just don't see it. I just don't see Fernando Santos sitting Bruno Fernandes in the
3: game. I agree. I think he's too good. Um, Giuseppe said Santos knows that we only need to take one point from both of those games, which is true. Which is gonna be a hundred percent. Um, sit back, relax, and just hope for a counterattack. Oscar yep. agrees. He thinks Motinho should start, and Mikey says you let Motinho control the game for sixty minutes. If we're down, you send him not to to run wild. Um, Billy, we got, got the, the birds on the loose. <laughs> got the birds on the loose over there.
2: I do you. <laughs>
3: Paul, you got uh, birds outside
2: your window or something?
1: I do actually. <laughs> well, let me shut the window. Maybe it'll help.
3: No, it's fine. Actually, it's uh, nice though. I'm not gonna shut the window. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Bill, I'll start with you. Goal point has the following scores. Rui 6.0. Actually, I have it up on my screen. Let me bring it up here. Uh, share screen. And let's look at these goal point ratings. Um, share. So, as you can see, for those listening, Patricio 6.0, Smith of 7.8, Pep 6.4. Shit. You can't see that? It's like small. Oh, uh, hold on. Let me zoom Oh, is that any better? A little bit. Yeah, I can. Um, I can see it on the
2: big just. Read, screen. Just read the numbers. We'll be fine.
3: Patricio six point uh, oh, seven point eight, Pep six point four, Ruben Diaz five point seven, uh, Rafa Guerrero six point eight. Oh. William 6.1, Danilo 6.7, Jota 4.9, Bruno Fernandes 6.3, Bernardo 5.6, Ronaldo 6.5, and Rafa 6.1, and the other guys weren't in long enough for them to give them a score. Uh, UEFA awarded player of the match to Ronaldo, two goals. Um, goal point has Nelson Smithu at a 7.8 as the player of the match. Bill, who was your player of the match?
0: I uh, I mean I did I mentioned yesterday uh to these guys that I, I did think Samidla played well. Uh, but I th- I think overall Danilo in the midfield was a brick wall. Um anything coming down the middle he he controlled. I mean you get you wait for games with the because you got two goals. But for me, I, I think Danilo was probably our, our best player on the field. Jay. Okay. To me,
2: it's Rafa. It was the sub. He he was the one that created the two assists, the the two goals, and he drew the PK. Um, he was involved in all three goals. He came in as came in like the seventh minute or something like that, and I felt like he very much changed the game for us.
3: Paul,
1: uh, I'm gonna go with Danilo uh, overall. I do think Rafa had a big impact, but I also think he benefited from the other subs that were made. Um, but yeah, to, to me Danilo was I mean, Smith actually played really well I was a little worried about our right side Because Consilo pretty much played all of the friendlies before But Samilo did have a good game um, But yeah, yeah, Danilo for me I
3: agree Danilo for me, he was an absolute monster Recovering the ball, closing the space Occupying space um, He was just all over the place There's a few different others that I think could have had a shout Nelson Samilo, another one um, I thought that Pep had a good game organized yeah, he did. As, as always commanding that back line. Um, so I think there was a few. Um, all right, let's move on to the next topic here. Um, Kenny does say we will be playing counterball for the next two games. You don't need anyone pushing the game, just speedsters on the wings.
2: I, I wanna, can I say one comment? Yeah. If that, that goal that they got disallowed, that would that was a fucking beat, dude. dude.
3: It was. You can't get beat your post <laughs> like near post like that. Fucking near yeah.
2: close, dude. I think and, someone just mentioned that too.
3: And yeah, so Kenny says, man of the match record setting Ronaldo, leading scorer in European competitions. Giuseppe says, Danilo was superb. And Giuseppe says, off the back of Jay's comment, timely, do any of you guys worry about Patricio playing in this tournament? I know we talked about it in the first podcast. um, I still have faith in him. I, yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, I think he's probably falling asleep because he hadn't seen anything. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> these guys show up out of nowhere. He's like, What the hell?
3: Yeah, seriously, what the hell? What are these guys doing over here? <laughs> yeah,
0: that Ronaldo stat is so like deceiving, though. He's got like a leading goal scorer, but he's played like 25 games, and Platini played like nine. Yeah, like, I it's think just
3: Platini did that in like two euros. Yeah, he and was, he's played it, in five. It, it, it said that he only did it in one. Oh, maybe it was one. In 84. Yeah. Yeah, and Ronaldo did it in like five or four. Yeah. I mean,
2: R- Ronaldo will have 22 by the end of this tournament. <laughs> let's hope,
3: let's hope <laughs> um, match day one complete. Um, let's take a look at the groups and just kind of let me know if you guys thought there were any surprises, any disappointments, any teams that you thought were going to be better and sucked. I think there's a few that we can talk about. Um, so let me <laughs> see here. Standings. Is this... Big enough for you guys? You want me to increase it? Oh, hold on. That's good. I think I know why. Paul, we actually spoke about this on Friday. Um, and those of you in the chat, feel free to yes. feel free to give us your thoughts on who you think has been the surprise, a pleasant surprise, a disappointment, etc. Um, Mikey with the uh, Italian Kenny, flags. Kenny, just very first one. Yep. Turkey blows. Um, turkey. So group A. Uh, Italy tops the group. Uh, They won their second game today. Six points, two 3-0 victories over Turkey and over Switzerland. Wales got their first three points, beating Turkey today. um, And Switzerland and Wales tied 1-1 at the weekend. Um, Italy with six, Wales with four, Switzerland with one. uh, Turkey with zero points. Uh, Any surprises here, or is it what we pretty much expected?
2: I, I honestly didn't think Italy was going to be coming out firing like they have been. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I, they, they are completely dominating games. I expect
0: forward. them to be at the, the top of the group. I just didn't expect them to be playing as well as they were yeah. playing. I,
2: I agree. I had them in first place. I I probably thought that they would probably win two in Taiwan, but there's they are yeah. firing also, and there's defense, midfield, forwards, everything.
3: But do yeah. you think it's deceiving because of the level of competition they've had?
2: Yeah, because I, I, I actually think... They have some, to me, they have some good teams they're going against.
1: Yeah, but they haven't, like, performed. Like, so Switzerland tied Wales and just got smoked. And I thought Turkey was going to be much better. And they haven't I mean, even a lot of people a goal did, yet. yeah.
2: Turkey so, is the biggest waste. <laughs> like, they I agree. So I thought so, they had a good like, defense. At air. now, Dude, they suck. Jesus. I God. mean, if you think
1: about it, Wales... Based on, I guess, the performances or results, Wales is going to be their toughest matchup yet because the other two teams suck.
3: Yep. Yeah, I agree.
1: Or have sucked. I don't think, I actually think the Swiss are good too. I I, thought um, the,
2: I think the Swiss are very disappointing as well. And our, yeah, they our, both our, are. our guy, Seth, keeps getting subbed out. He got subbed out at halftime today. He, was, he, hasn't, he hasn't done anything. Maybe, yeah. maybe he's on the Raifika's transfer list now too.
3: We'll have uh, Italy-Wales in the last match day, Switzerland-Turkey. So, Switzerland still has a shot if they come away with a win. Puts them on four points. Could be still up for grabs for second place, depending on how that Italy-Wales game goes. Um, Oscar says Turkey's disappointed from him. surprises is Italy. Uh, Mikey says the stat here. So, Italy hasn't lost since September 2018. Um, I think they're on a, like a 30-game Undefeated streak, um, yeah. and the last defeat was against Portugal, and Portugal beat them one zero. Um,
0: so it was in the Nations and, League, right? Well,
2: into Italy's advantage, they are playing at home, so I feel like yeah. they they do have the home crowd. Uh, like, so I feel like that helps them a little bit. So we'll see how they are in the in the group stages uh, and when they go to the the knockout stages.
1: Yeah, yeah and I, I will. I don't think they concede in the group stages either. Yeah, I don't, don't they conceding a the goal.
0: I agree. I mean, the only way I I think they do is is just they have nothing. Like they're essentially through, right? Now it's just that last game is essentially seeding. If they win, they stay in first. Um, But I I could see them potentially. I could see them potentially resting some guys. um, What happened with Kiilumi? I saw him come uh,
2: out
3: in the first half. It
1: it didn't. It was. It was like he literally just had the ball, kicked it out, and said, "I think he pointed to his leg." So I don't know.
3: Yeah, I don't. Even if they rotate players, which they're more likely to do, so um, they still got solid bench. Not conceding yeah. goals it brings confidence, right? Yeah. And the Italian way is to not concede goals, so uh, I, I think I agree with Paul. I don't see them conceding a goal against uh, Wales, but we shall see. Um, just to wrap up this group, Kenny says they were in my final. Italy is suffocating teams playing very well. Giuseppe says Turkey is trash thus far. Definitely the biggest disappointment, and
2: maybe maybe Kitalina needs to drink some more water or something. Maybe
3: yeah. He <laughs> Mikey says hit his arm on the header. I'm not sure what the hell that means.
2: It's the first goal. Uh, he got a handball. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I thought he pointed to his
2: leg. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Mikey's trying to pull it be funny on their own.
3: Group B, uh, Belgium first with three. Russia won their first game. They lost against Belgium. They won today against Finland, 1-0. Uh, Finland, um, they're in third with three points, and Denmark, uh, with one game played, have zero points. So they play tomorrow. I am under the impression that Finland started the group with a win and is going to finish the group with two losses <laughs> and potentially not make it to the next round, um, which will be a huge burst to their bubble. Um Belgium smashed Russia in the first game. Um, They controlled the game today against Finland. Uh, Moment of brilliance. They got them across the line. Um, Finland, I don't think they're that good. I think Denmark's better. I think Finland just benefited from the catastrophe that happened in match day one between the two of those teams and the Ericsson uh, situation. And then, I mean, I don't know how they could have expected anything different from Denmark to come onto the pitch and, and tried to put their thoughts together and, and put a performance together for the rest of the game.
2: I can't believe they made
0: them play.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. It makes no sense. There's been
0: reports yeah. coming out that they legit gave them two options. Either they come out and play that day or come out the next morning and finish the game. And there was no like delaying it any further.
3: Yeah. So I, I, I think, I think we'll see a different Denmark team tomorrow, but, uh right, they're playing they're Belgium it's yeah, <laughs> unfortunate Belgium, yeah and you're it's missing like, your best player I yeah. just think that that game
1: is against the I think by far the easiest team in the group and you lose it so I think Denmark's screwed they're going to go into the third the final game with zero points more than likely um which means the most they can get is three so I think the third place team in this group is going to have three points Yeah, for sure it's going to be them or Finland um so i think russia will well or russia i guess you could say because they will get it but um it's this is going to be a weird group um i think this might be one that the third place team doesn't come out of it yeah um and yeah it's just unfortunate that denmark had to come back and finish that game um and i mean it's it's the worst team to lose to in your group so they're kind i think they're screwed for the rest of the tournament
3: any any pleasant surprise or any disappointment in this group or is it as we would have expected
2: I mean, the, the surprise is Denmark, obviously with – I mean, everyone – I hope Ericsson gets well very soon. Um, but everything that happened with Denmark is – that's going to be the surprise for us because of what they have to endure and what they have to go through. I, I mean, the surprise is Finland actually getting the W, but obviously they came from the circumstances of that game. So, I mean, that's what I would take out of it. Belgium is what we expected. I expect them to get all nine points, so – yeah, yeah I, agree. I agree.
1: I also had Russia second, but yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be this is going to be a
2: weird group, I think, overall. So,
1: but no surprises really, except for that, the Denmark mm-hmm. situation.
2: But they could Denmark could also be sneaky and probably start playing for something, just playing for Ericsson and maybe come out and surprise. Who knows? Well, tomorrow's game should be. I, I mean, I think Belgium's going to win, but I, I don't know. I, I never really count out Denmark.
3: If they can get, I mean, they're they're going to be at home, um, right? And I think they have a little bit more motivation to play for. But again, psychologically, you don't know where they are. Right. Um, without their best player, if even if even if Denmark loses this game, which is the, the most likely, going into the last match day, um, if Denmark beats Russia, which I think they're very capable of doing so, um, Finland likely doesn't get any points from Belgium. They could both finish on three points, and if Denmark. Does enough comes down a goal difference in goal differential, um, they could sneak in that third spot, and then it could make things interesting. You know, what is it? The best four third place teams out of the yep. yeah. groups. So I I think they could still potentially have a chance, depending on how some of these second matches go for some teams. But I I don't know. I wouldn't count them out yet. I don't think second place is something in their wheelhouse. But I think a fortunate third place progression could still be an option for these guys.
2: Yep, I agree.
3: Definitely. Um, Belgium is and forever will be overrated, Mikey says. Anyone want to take a shot oh, at that one?
0: I mean, I I until they win that. something, right? You can say that about a lot of squads, right? It's their golden yeah. generation. We went through it, right, with yep. with Portugal and, and the Figo and Ricosa days. They should have won something they never did. You can always I, say they were overrated. Um,
1: so they're not famous. It's easy or, to say that. They're not famous to win it. I mean – Bel- I don't think Belgium's overrated. I think they're like just the right amount rated. I mean, they made it to the semifinals think, of the World Cup, right?
0: I think a lot of a lot of people probably have Belgium as one of their favorites. When the when the. Euro. I'm saying,
2: uh, did, did Kevin play last game? I, I didn't really. No he, no, he didn't. So, I mean, to be honest, they're also playing without their two best players. They're not playing with Hazard, and they're not playing with Kevin. So it's, they're, they're. I mean, they're, and they still ended up playing really well overall.
0: So it's debatable.
2: if Hazard's still good. I don't know, hazard. Yeah, I just, yeah,
1: no, I just, I don't, I don't think they're, I don't, I don't consider Belgium to be like.
2: If he was on Chelsea, he would be be good. (laughs) That's true. I don't consider. I don't (laughs) consider Belgium to
1: be like France, right? I don't like. I think they're very like Belgium is probably top five or six to win the tournament, but I don't think I wouldn't consider them overrated. I think they're they're a very good team. They proved it. They they demolished Russia, won very comfortably.
3: Group C. I agree, Uh This group, I didn't see any of the games, um, so I'm going to lean on you guys. If you watched any of them, I, I, we watched bits and pieces of the Austria North Macedonia match as we prepared for Bill's uh, extravaganza.
2: I want to go first. Um, You're going to be completely wrong with North Macedonia. Uh, so <laughs> bad, 100 bad about so, that. So
3: Austria first with three points. They beat North Macedonia three to one. Um, Netherlands second, uh, three to two victory over Ukraine, uh, and then Ukraine and North Macedonia with zero points. Um, I heard and read that the Netherlands Ukraine match was insane. Good one to watch.
2: Insane, dude. Very good.
3: What did you take from, from that? Uh, I guess this match they won in this group. Are you any surprise? I'm surprised. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised Austria beat North Macedonia. So they're first, but any, Any surprises you see coming out of this group based on what we originally expected?
2: Dude, all to me, I think the Netherlands are going to come in first. And I still think, I know that Ukraine's a little bit. Ukraine is no joke. They have some really good players on that team and they fought back to tie up that game. Um, Gave up that third goal in the 80th, some 85th minute or something like that. But they, Ukraine, Ukraine is, is not, is not, not a team to joke around with. They, they proved that they can come back from 2-0 and i feel like they're they're probably going to finish second in this group in my opinion
3: bill paul yeah. do you still stand by your predictions in this in this group
0: yeah i, I still think that the netherlands win this group and then i think it, i think this is one of those groups where you get three teams out of it right i think
2: yep. just
0: looking at the the with the schedule ukraine play north macedonia next so you think they'll get the the three points there. So um, I think this is one of those groups where Netherlands top it and then it's between Austria and Ukraine for who finishes second and third. And I think probably both of them will go through.
1: Yeah, so I completely agree. In this group, I had Netherlands winning, Austria second, Ukraine going through in third, and North Macedonia finishing last. And I, I mean, I think it's like a Cinderella story, but I don't see them winning a game either. I mean, they just got smashed by arguably the third-best team in here, possibly second-best team. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't watch the Netherlands game either. I was with the other two guys in this. Uh, but Holland was up 3-0, right? And then Ukraine rallied uh, back.
2: 2-0, 2-0, and then they 2-0. tied 2-2, and then they scored. Oh, try. They scored right at the end.
3: Yep. So I, I'm I, still standing by Pendev and the Macedonians. I still have faith. It's just match day one. But I, I, I agree, <laughs> Uh, you know, some of the people in the chat here um, that we may have missed, just quickly. Mikey says, Hazard sucks my wallace. Okay. Um, Belgium's problem is the manager. He's a choke artist. We should have a Belgium Italy matchup in the quarters. Mikey says, Mikey picked North Macedonia. Yes, I did. Um, Giuseppe, Dutch will win in this group. Kenny uh, saying, Ukraine is my underdog. We shall see. And Mikey says, Ukraine is solved. We struggled with them leading up to this tournament. Shouldn't be a surprise. I agree. Um, we shall see what match day Two brings for us in this group. Should be an interesting one.
2: This group is fun. it will be fun to watch though. Um, besides Macedonia, I think the other three teams are very, very fun to watch. It'll be good games overall between them.
0: Yeah, I mean the Netherlands play Austria next, and and they have the Netherlands have some <laughs> injuries in in the back line, so
3: and says mike do you have a timeshare in macedonia or something yeah i do i'm, I'm, I'm invested in the country <laughs> uh group d uh czech republic tops the group with three points they beat uh scotland 2-0 england with three points they beat croatia with a raheem sterling goal um and then croatia third scotland fourth zero points um I think we could probably all agree that the winners in this match day one were the ones that we probably would have expected. Um, any, based on what we saw, do we envision any surprises here? or Do we, we still think, I still think that Croatia and, and England come out of, or I I had England third, if I'm not mistaken, but between Czech Republic, England and Croatia in the top three. Do we see any surprises here based on what we witnessed in match day one? No, I do not.
0: No, I, I had I had Croatia top in the group, but I mean that Croatia England game probably could have gone either way. Neither team looked great in it, um, and then I mean Czech Republic got the easier of the the matchups to set the tournament.
1: Yeah, I cool. have. So I have England top in the group, Croatia second, Czech Republic going through in third. And Scotland, there's gonna be another one where Scotland. I don't think gets any points whatsoever.
3: I think Scotland um, gets a result and gets England because they fucking hate each other. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised with that. Yeah, I,
1: I, I just think England. I, I do think England's good. I know that we had this argument about them like choking or sucking, but <laughs> they made it to the semifinals in the World Cup too. I think so. I'm not sure why everyone's hating on England. Uh, they're gonna to top the group. I think they're gonna beat Scotland.
2: I agree with Paul. I, I don't see the hatred on England.
3: Okay. I think Scotland gets a point here just because they hate each other, and it's a lot more than just a game for these two countries. You yeah, also
2: think North Macedonia is going through, so. <laughs> hey, it won't. It won't there's so many, yeah, there's, like two, there's so many points, six points up for grabs.
3: Yeah. Mikey says, uh, dude, if we face Czech Republic in the tournament, I'm going to have Euro 20, uh, 2000 flashbacks. It was... Was it in 96 or was it really 2000? It was 90... I thought it was 96. It could have been 2000. It was 96. Yeah. Paul oh, Borsky to Vitor Villa. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Manny says, God save the Queen. Gi- Giuseppe, I think Southgate is a bad coach, but England will still win the group. I agree with Southgate, and I don't think they win the group. And English people hate Southgate and his vest. <laughs> and Giuseppe confirms 1996. England's so, really got a young team, huh? They do.
1: And they they have a lot of guys on the bench that are solid players that just don't get into the starting 11.
3: And their midfield is young, too. Yeah. Group E is an interesting one. Slovakia, top of the group with three points. They beat Poland. I fell asleep during that game. Uh, Spain and Sweden tied in second place with one point, and Poland last. Um, Spain in that game against Sweden... I think it was like twelve <laughs> percent possession, yeah. and they somehow didn't manage to win that game. Morata is—if you want to talk about a cone, Morata's a Jesus. cone, like he's fucking useless. It,
1: but I was like worried that we were going to have the same situation with the Portugal game. At one
2: point, we were like, "But Spain, this game was ridiculous that they didn't score." Dude, Spain had eighty, like I think I read eighty-five percent of the possession, or something stupid like that. Yeah, but then
1: it, it shows you though, because Spain played Portugal right before, and I don't want to say they, they dominated us, but they played better than us, but they couldn't finish. So that's not a fluke. Spain struggles to finish in yep. in general.
2: Dude, Spain Spain is going to have a hard time to score goals What <laughs> out to there. It's going to be really, really – like I was watching that game and I'm like just dumbfounded. I was just like, what the hell is going on? This team cannot bury anything. Like they're really going to struggle to score goals.
3: Yeah, the Swedish press, uh, We uh, Trisha has a friend from Sweden, and she was messaging me on Snapchat and was saying that the Swedish press is laying into uh, the Swedish manager and, and the way that they approached and came into that game. And I was like, That's I what you can, do you want? Like, I don't think you so can compare Sweden to Spain, first yeah. of all, right? And yeah. I mean, you, you, you had three touches on the ball in 90 minutes, and you came away with a 0-0 draw i i against take your point you walk away yeah <laughs> just just take if, and be happy
1: if i'm giving spain a win it's they're all going to be one zero my predictions from now on yeah they're not going to score much um but th- i think to me both results in this group were surprising um i, I thought spain was going to win and poland um and both drop points
3: Portuguese manager in Poland. There's a lot of criticism against Paulo Sousa. The Polish people aren't big fans of him So let's see how that pans out. Jay jumps in the comments here Portugal <laughs> to uh, Oscar Euro 2000 is a should be a flashbacks. Jay says Portugal smashed Maybe we- ba- Bag of balls is better than Morata um, I don't know what to think of Spain. They have no one to score. No especially. one. Yeah, Jay, Jay says Spain blows Someone define smash for me.
2: We <laughs> may need someone to come on to define this. World. Yeah. Oh
3: my God, this has been
1: going on forever.
3: <laughs> goals It's gonna happen all, all tournament. Um, Giuseppe says Spain is a traffic cone as a striker, and we have the goat. Big difference. Jay says I have proof that Spain blows and goals equal smashing. Um, any? Do we anticipate any surprises in this group?
2: To me, Spain, Spain's a very very big, big surprise. If they can't score goals, they're gonna be fun. I, yeah, I think, and yeah, looking the at Spain, the fixtures Poland, coming up.
0: Yeah, I Spain, think Poland's I, a I think one. Slovakia has a really good chance right now of potentially topping the group.
2: Like like I could see Spain I could see Spain and Poland tying again.
3: Right. <laughs> right. And so,
0: I can see Slovakia beating Sweden and giving themselves six points and, and topping the group, which yeah, this, no this, one would have thought of. At the beginning of the
2: tournament, It could be overrated. Maybe Murata gets on the scoreboard. You, well, you have to remember that Poland got a red
1: also when they lost. It wasn't like they lost against eleven v eleven, but I I do agree that the Poland Spain game is is a very big game for this for this group because if they if Poland loses they're and fine. Slovakia wins, they're out of the tournament. Well, they can only get third place in this group, which is I think that's that's a surprise to me at least. So. Um, yep. Yeah, I think the
2: Spain Poland game is a, a huge game to watch. Well, the first the first tiebreaker will be head to head, or is it goal differential?
3: I don't uh, even know. I don't know what the tiebreaker is. I'd have to go look. Yeah,
1: but if they lose to Spain and Slovakia wins, that's six four, and they got zero. So the best they can do is third place.
3: Yep, should be interesting match day two here in this group. Um, group
2: yeah, that one. That one's definitely a good one to keep your eye on. Definitely.
3: 100%. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, opportunity in that group. Group F, last group, group B There death. we are. Portugal third uh, with three points, first place with three points. Um, France, three points. They uh, snuck by Germany with a 1-0 victory. Germany third, Hungary fourth. Um, we did what we had to do in the first game. France, I probably would have liked to draw in that game, but France comes away with the three points. Hungary uh, plays against France in the next game. Portugal plays against Germany. Uh, I think a point in the next two games is potentially good enough for us to get first place. But I think a win against Germany is very possible and takes a lot of pressure off of us for the last game against France. Um, based on how things went, I know Jay, I don't know if he's still in the comments, um, but he says Germany sucks. Um, I thought Germany looked pretty good against France. Um, they conceded a stupid own goal. Um But I thought they reacted well to the goal. I thought they created chances. I thought they created some problems for France. Yes, France had a a goal or two goals off sides. Um, But France is France, right? We know what to expect with them. They have tons of talent all over the pitch. Um, But the fact that they only came away with a 1-0 victory against the German side that we could probably all agree is probably one of the weaker German sides we've witnessed probably in our lifetime, right? I think we can all agree that Germany is that team that we love to hate because we constantly struggle against them. Um, so I think this match day, too, is going to be interesting. So do you guys anticipate any surprises here? Do you think Portugal can come out on top? Do you see us, uh, you know, uh, beating Germany? Do you think it's going to be a cautious approach and, and try to take uh, one point? I think we all agree that Hungary has no shot in this.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Agree we here.
1: have to worry about how much France beats Hungary by.
2: I, um, go ahead, Paul, you go ahead.
1: So I think... I think it's going to be a very cautious approach, and I and it's clear he's going to be very cautious in this game. A tie is good enough, which I hate. Games like this, they're going to be talk about biting your nails. We're going to have absolutely no nails at all. Um, and I I do think that this Germany is not as scary as the old Germany's, but they actually surprised me a lot against France. They played pretty that game. They played that game pretty well, even though they lost one zero. Um, I was actually okay with that result too, because now if we beat Germany, we're guaranteed through. Um, even if we tie them, more than likely guaranteed through. So, um, But I think it's going to be cautious. It's going to be a nerve-wracking game for all Portuguese fans. So get the Vigne yeah, out. I mean, maybe some yeah, shot. That,
0: that that Germany-France game, I think there were like two or three very tight VAR calls that... Yeah. I mean, could have changed the game, like the scoreline completely, right? They, there was... There was a few there, and then there was that one. Um, who was it? Hummels that had that unbelievable tackle on yep.
3: uh,
0: Mbappe, came from like hey. twenty yards behind him to get to the ball first. Would he is so um, fast? <laughs> but looking at that Germany team, I mean, it's they they don't scare you like the old German teams used to. But they're still Germans, right? Like they the they're the way they play and the way they set up. It's still going to be a tough game. Uh They just. There's no one on that team that I look at and that I'm like scared to go up against, like like we used to with with uh, Cross and and Müller back in the day. But I, I think this the Portugal Germany game. Portugal has a good shot of uh, of getting three points, even even with Fernando Santos going in with his more than likely going in with the cautious lineup of two trinkos. I, I still think we have a shot of uh, maybe hitting him on the counter or, or on a set piece or something.
2: I agree with Bill. Um, I think I do think that we're going to win against Germany. But I think it's we're going to struggle. We're going to play cautious and we're going to play on the counter and we're going to we're going to find some holes on on their on against their against their team and we're going to bury a couple goals on. Them. I, I hope think, so.
3: I think that um I think for Germany there's pressure because they're at home, but I think that knowing that they p- play hungry last and with the anticipation and the hope that France takes all three points from Hungary a point here for Germany can still give them a pretty good shot at second place, right? Cause say, say they tie us with one point and, and France wins their game, right? We, we end up with four Germany with one and, and France with six. If Germany beats or smashes uh, Hungary or just beats them, right? They end up with four points and then Portugal, France is, is a toss up. Right? Like those are two strong teams. Any, it can go either way. So I don't think Germany will come out guns blazing with the mindset of we have to win. I don't think it's a must win for Germany. I just think it's a, a don't a must not lose because I think one point still gives them a good shot at coming away with four points, and I think they're still in play for worst case a top uh, third place spot, even better potentially a second place spot. I don't think I don't know if you guys agree with that. So so I get. Are, that.
2: I get that point, but when when have we seen Germany not play? Right, play like played their play their style no matter what. I feel yeah, like even, even even against France, like I like you said, I thought they had, they played pretty decent overall. They had chances. Not uh, maybe I'm gonna watch this guy's Naby. He missed that yeah. on the cross. He when he shot it, barely went yeah. over the post. Lo was fucking beat on that. It just took a high bounce on it. They, I mean, they had chances and if it wasn't for the own goal they would have had a point they would have had a point
3: no i agree i just think that it 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 may not be the mindset of we have right it, we'll play cautious we know that portugal is going to sit deep and try to absorb the pressure and try to play on the counterattack right um so let's not expose ourselves too much if we get away with one point it's not the end of the world if we lose we're we're pretty much out right so
1: no i don't know if we're out but we're where the last game is a lot more stress, stressful. No, he's
2: he's talking about Germany. Yeah,
1: oh, he's talking about Germany. Yeah, Germany. Yeah. Oh. yeah,
3: I'm saying Germany. If they if they come away with a point, right? Okay, it's not the end of the world, right? Because they play hungry last. If they lose, they're pretty much up against it, right? They're gonna with they potentially come away with three points, and then it depends on what the other groups do with third place. But one point keeps them in the race in match day three. So yeah. I, I don't expect them to come up guns blazing. Um, I agree.
1: I agree with you there. I think for both teams, it's just a, a don't lose, which, I mean, if they go in with the same mindset as us and we just pass the ball around for 90 minutes and call it zero 0, it zero I'll take it. It'll suck, but I'll take it. Cause, um, but, um, yeah, if Portugal – even if Portugal lose – so I know you were just talking about Germany. If we lose this game, we have to go up against France with only three points. And that game is going to be like heart attack central for all of yeah. us.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and then we're going to be watching and, and are they doing the last, the last game of the groups all at the same time?
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. So, so we're going to be back and forth watching like crazy. So <laughs> I'd rather just be like nice and settled, knowing that you're through on going up against France, than having to pull out a victory or, or just like worry about the other team. So I don't know. It's just going to be like, luckily we'll be the last ones to go. So we'll know how the third place teams are yeah. prior but I don't know. It's, I just, I'd rather just get it over with here, get a, get a result, and then go into the France game knowing that you're through already.
3: I agree. Um, all right, so we re- recapped the groups and match day one. Um, we'll touch quickly on – we're going to meet the timeline here. I said 60 to 75 minutes. We're, we're just on target. So what we got left here is um, G- uh, Portugal, Germany. Uh, Saturday, we play at 12 o'clock Eastern Time. Hungary and France play the match before us. Uh, Paul, I'm going to start with you. you. Give me your um, your confidence level from 1 to 5 and what your score prediction is.
1: Okay, so confidence level,
3: I'm going to go <laughs> –
1: I'm going to play it safe and say a 3. Only because it's Germany, and I absolutely hate the Germany national team for so many reasons, them and France. Um, Let me see what I put for my prediction so I
2: can stay current. I put – hold on. Don't say it, dude. Then we can copy you on the standings. (laughs) So I put 2-1 Portugal.
3: That's what I went with.
1: And then – are we doing both games or just Portugal.
3: Yeah, we can do both. What do you think's going to happen in the Hungary game? I put 3-0 France
1: and they're going to win comfortably.
3: So they're going to smash.
1: They're going to they're going to smash like Italy did today. <laughs> <laughs> I and I think 3-0 might be a, a low ball number because I think Hungary is so bad. We got so lucky that they suck. Yeah. I I sort of got
3: um Bill, confidence from 1 to 5 or 0 to 5? Um, and then prediction for the Portugal Germany game and prediction for the hungry France game
0: yeah I'm, I'm with with Paul on the the three at confidence level um, I mean it's Germany's one of those teams we've never really had success against um, so this doesn't feel good going into this game um, i I do think we we get a 2-1 win or That's what I'm going with in my, in my prediction. Um, and I, I think France wins 4-0. Yikes.
3: Jay, confidence 0-5 to five in your predictions?
2: I have very high confidence. I'm going with a 4. Okay. <laughs> Not as high as a 5, but a 4. <laughs> I just think that the way that we're going to play against Germany, I, I, I know what you say about how they're going to play cautious. I don't think that they're going to play. They're down. They need to they need to come out firing. They're going to be at home. Um, I think that they're going to want to perform in front of their fans, and I think that Portugal's going to hit them on the counter. Um, I do. I, my score prediction is two to one Portugal, um, but I do think that we come out victorious in this game. Germany's not as strong. They're going to try too. – are going to try too hard. They're going to make some mistakes, and we're going to we're going to find those mistakes, and we're going to get them. And I. I think that the two midfielders are going to help, like uh, Danilo and William, are going to help us big time in this game, um, f- in my opinion. So I'm going to go two to one in, in the other game. Hungary is going to get smashed. I, I, three zero.
0: Okay.
2: The uh, Zalai Z- Z- guys, or the like Zalai. Z- yeah, there's two of them that had like, similar names. They're not going to do shit. Yeah.
3: Uh, in the comments here. Uh, Manny says, so you guys thinking two defensive mids to start again? I think Absolutely. the starting lineup is going to be exactly the same. Yep, I yep. think it's the same Except lineup. For both, for both games yeah. coming up. Uh, Kenny says, Ruben Diaz on a yellow caution. So two, game, two yellow cards, you get suspension. So I think we had talked about it yesterday that if we beat Germany or we're winning against Germany, it may be smart for him to take a stupid yellow at the end of the game to miss out on the France game if we have 100%. the win, six points. Yep, um, uh, 100%. Oscar says one one, Mikey says one zero, and he says if not, I'll take it on the chin like Mike with Macedonia. Do you have a tie share <laughs> in Hungary? Just uh, think you... uh, Go ahead, Paul. I,
1: just, I think I think the Macedonia takes even less ridiculous than that one. <laughs> That's not happening. I, appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know, dude. They're both, they're both
2: terrible. Legit I had Messi's at second place in that group. I Dude, really there's don't.
3: still a chance. Uh, Giuseppe <laughs> says 2.5 in his confidence level, and Portugal won, Germany one. I'm with Paul on hating Germany and France, and he says France beats Germany 2-0. Uh, Oscar says 2-2 is a potential <laughs> as well, but he's saying that it's going to be a draw. Um, and he says versus France, Font and Pep know how to beat them. And Kenny says, confident we tied 2-2 and pretty much seal at least a third-place third, bit, a third place bid through. I At the beginning, I said that Portugal would beat the first two games and tie the last. Um, I, I'm going to stick with that. So I'm going to say Portugal wins 2-1 uh, against Germany. My heart says 2-1. My head says 1-1, one one, but I'm going to go with 2-1. Um, and have, France, go ahead. France against Germany, I... <laughs> I, I want to hope that Germany, or France against Hungary, I want to hope that Hungary at home uh, will maybe pull off a, a miraculous upset, but I just don't see how anyone could bet against France, absolutely capital letters, smashing this Hungarian team. I agree. Jay, what were you going to say?
2: Do you? I know someone brought up Ruben Diaz. Who do you think is more crucial if we lose someone? between Ruben or Pep I would say Pep I would yeah. actually
3: agree with that More experience not, I don't know.
1: It's a little tough. I think it's... Pep. Pep made a pretty big mistake against Hungary too. There was a play that he lost the ball like right outside the 18 and I just I I think Ruben younger, quicker. I know Pep's nasty That's... and he's always been there but having if you lose Ruben, you have Pep Funt. and I There's absolutely no me.
0: pace and you're not you're chased at that point, you're chasing
2: Mamma Pé yeah,
0: that third yeah, game. We we that game you're definitely,
2: if, if that's the case, you're definitely going to be the two-sided defensive What, <laughs> was our, dude, yeah. what was was our in
3: 2016?
2: Huh? Yeah,
1: though you're not going – like, France
2: is, like, all pace –
3: Right, yeah, we we played against France. Until yeah, that but Pep
2: was also five years younger and five years. Yeah, early. yeah. Now, Pep, we're talking about two a thirty eight year old and a thirty seven year old now. Like,
0: Pep bro. also puked himself right after the game ended. He gave himself a wow. heart attack.
1: Yeah, and th- there was there was a play there that Pep lost the ball in the midfield, and then Ruben actually tracked back, and like took the ball from the guy, and he even like went up and like gave him a high five after because he saved his ass.
2: I just want to ask that question because, like, I, I know Ruben got voted in, that, and I'm a big Ruben Diaz fan. He came from the academy and all that, but it, dude, Pep is such a monster in these tournaments for us. As a is. I just, agree. Ever since that big ass mistake where he head butted Muller, uh, I feel like he's kind of helped up, helped himself home so much. In and, these
1: and I actually think I know the, the the comments up here now. Hungry's not that weak. I am. Gonna go out and say that Hungary does not score a goal against our group. They're gonna yeah. lose every no. game something oh. to zero. I
2: it, right I making that note.
0: That's, That's I, don't, I don't think it's a crazy take at that. I mean, they they play they played us right, got skunked. They're playing France and they're then they play skunked. Germany. And like how, <laughs> it's not that hot of a take that they're not gonna score a single goal.
1: And the thing is that that last game is gonna be a must win for Germany,
0: no
2: matter what.
1: Almost no matter what. Even if they yeah. beat
2: us.
0: Damn, no um, one
1: likes
2: Salai, huh? Salada, whatever his fucking name is. Salada, yeah.
1: I just don't think they have enough talent to do I it. I agree. I mean it's just a... uh
3: Mikey says I'm betting against them, let's go hungry. Giuseppe says Ruben Diaz for me, he's our best defender. Pep is probably as fast as Ruben, is what Oscar says.
2: I don't know
3: about that. And Kenny says they scored one on us. They did. It was offsides, but they scored. (laughs) So just didn't count. I'm saying goals that count. Yeah. Fair. Um, All right. So there you have our predictions. And last, just to wrap it up, is our predictor league. So if any of you guys listening, tuning in, have a account in the predictor league on the UEFA app, Um, you can still join our group. Um, The points will still carry over. Um, Again, just a reminder uh, first place in the group gets a hundred dollars, uh, gift card, Venmo, uh, whatever the case may be, depending on where you're located in the world. Um, second place is a $75 prize and third place is a $50 prize courtesy of our sponsors. Um, four seasons, uh, hardscape landscape and exotic dream rental at the moment we have, uh, Joan Lamedel from the Portuguese podcast, Across the Pond, with 68 points in first place. I wonder who that
0: who that second-place person
3: is. Ronaldo's the GOAT is <laughs> Manny, um, who has also... Fucking dude. <laughs> um, CSK Loma is a new one that joined. I don't know if anyone knows him, but, or her, uh, 67 points, so on the doorstep. Billy is fifth with 63 points. Paul is seventh with fifty-nine points. Um uh, Oscar, Oscar's eleventh with fifty-three. Jay is twelfth with fifty-one. And I'm I Wade. Suck. And, uh, Ken- I, I, I Kenny, Kenny sucks. Kenny sucks.
0: 60. Mike sucks. <laughs> Two, you yeah, have sucks.
2: See what happens when you when you wanna play with Macedonia?
1: I time. <laughs> I look, at, look at Pedro, dude. These kids think they know so much about soccer. Pedro and Jay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know they're Chelsea fans. Look look how much they know about soccer. 38
0: points. And look at your sporting guy. He's dead last. He only no,
1: he's, predicted he's, like he, one game. Yeah, he stopped, he stopped predicting, it looks like.
3: Sylvia says it's all Manny talks about.
2: Manny wants that money,
1: dude. Yeah, because he's in
3: first
2: or second now.
3: Um, so, yeah, if anyone watching or listening uh, hasn't joined the uh, group, continue uh, by uh League. We posted it on our, our Facebook, on our Twitter page. Um, so you can join the group and uh, have a shot at those prizes. Kenny says it must be Chelsea fans. I'm pretty uh,
1: sure Manny said that he was going to print out match day one um, and put it on his fridge because was, was the first trophy.
2: Too <laughs> 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 bad we have a uh, whole tournament to predict.
3: Boys. We got big game on Saturday. Uh, big three points at stake here against the Germans. Any final words before we wrap this up?
1: Yeah, save your nails
2: for Saturday because you're going to need them.
1: I'm going
3: to have to work a Yeah.
2: I'm confident, dude. We're going to come out with a W. We're going to be celebrating on Saturday. All right. Hopefully. Hopefully.
3: Uh, everyone in the chat, thanks for joining us. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you tune into our YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell button, get notifications, follow us on Facebook. Uh, we're about 13.5 thousand follows now. Um, I'm um, trying to get to 15,000 before the league starts, um, or the domestic leagues. Um, we also have an account on Instagram and then we are all on Twitter as well, uh, all our handles are there, except Paul's hiding his. What's yours? My like? bad. I don't even know. I'll put That's
1: it up on the next one.
3: Um, Giuseppe said, Good listen, boys. Thanks for tuning in. First time we've seen your name pop up. I appreciate the uh, the watch. And um, again, if you haven't, make sure you follow us, boys. It was a good conversation. We kept it shorter than normal, uh, which is good. Uh, we we've managed. Oh, we got some more comments. Hold on, we better win, or Paulie's wedding will suck. <laughs> well done as always and look at you guys with that many followers yeah, our way up a lot hey
2: guys bebago okay yeah, Beb be Agua. sure
3: no coca cola <laughs> uh, boys thanks as always it was a pleasure and we will talk on Monday to recap match day 2 hopefully with a few more smiles um, and a few more points have a good night Viva Portugal awesome. um, Viva